podcast is BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging. Swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. We can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care if it's spoken. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man you know needs what? a doctor. Yeah. I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead. Uh, <laughs> to Headless Horseman, what, uh, a night or two ago? Yeah, man, Saturday I went to uh, Headless Horseman. It was really fun. Number two on that list we actually posted on the Facebook. It was pretty good, man. Uh, the girls were scared that I went with. They were fucking <laughs> terrified, screaming. There was one point on the hayride where a dude in a chains- with a chainsaw just, like, flies above you <laughs> on rope. Just like cranking away, everybody screamed. It's hilarious. Yeah, man, it was fun. Um, the haunted houses were really cool themes. Like they had a haunted uh, motel that just like the smell was like there. Like it smelled like mildew in one room, and then another room just smelled like metal, like huh. blood would smell probably, like okay. Matt's blood. Yep. And it was covered in blood, and like uh, they had an insane asylum that looked fucking creepy. So many different elements. That's what I really enjoyed about it. They always have a really high production value at Headless Horseman. Yeah, and it's always different, you know? Like, I haven't gone in quite a few years now, but every year it's still different. You won't recognize it. Big time attraction over there. I'm, uh, I yeah, guess we found finally found a Headless Horseman type of place out here in California. Yeah, how far away from you is it, actually? It's, it's in San Jose, apparently. I wasn't really aware oh, so. of this. Uh, so Damn, my, it's some close. of my girlfriend's co-workers mentioned it to her. Okay. That's called, pretty dope. It's called it's Dead Time Dreams. Dead Time Dreams. Nice. So we're going to be doing that next weekend for Halloween weekend. That's fucking dope. They, they have hayrides, though? I think it's more like haunted houses. Okay, so you're going into places walking around. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Should yeah, still be like fun. Ease- See, like, the thing about Hellas Horseman, they ease people into it by, like, they sit you on the fucking hayride right away. So, like, you're sitting, and then they make you walk through the fucking craziness. Yep. <laughs> it's like they're, they're bringing you into the whole mood of the place. Well, we hope everybody has something fun to do this Halloween weekend. But for now, welcome to American Slacker Podcast. And as always, I'm Matt. And I'm Jesse. And I've eaten most of the Halloween candy I've been supposed to. I was supposed to give out to the trick or treaters already. <laughs> That's why I don't pick it up way in advance. Fatal it's flaw. Like, it's not safe. It's not <laughs> safe, man. It's sitting around. You're eyeing it every time you come home. You're like, I could just have one, and then right. one turns to two, and then the kids have no candy. Then you have a mountain of shame sitting in front of you in the uh, form of fun size candy bar wrappers. Yeah, yeah. And let alone your last minute trying to fucking find uh, candy on Halloween Eve. Yeah, that's a good point. I should just pick up more. <laughs> well, we have some uh, treats that were given to our show that we have to thank people for in the form of our Patreon supporters. And the first person we want to thank, as always, is our good friend Dave Gunn. Yeah, thanks, Dave. We appreciate the support of the show. And next up is the trio known as Kyle Nolan Bradford of Crime Roulette. 
Hell yeah, check those guys out. They do a hell of a show, and uh, they're just funny guys in general. I mean, I've been enjoying their fan page. Oh yeah, they, they're always posting good stuff up on Facebook. Last but not least is Aaron W. from the Yes and I Am podcast. Another really funny podcast you guys should check out. Thank you, Aaron. So Matt, uh, what do we got coming up in the show today? Well, we're going to start out with our bizarre news, as always. Then we're going to move to a few of the best haunted places in the United States. And then we're going to finish it out with the Wheel of Death, continuing this on. We've got some really interesting ones. Yeah, some spooky, creepy, interesting stuff to talk about this episode. And as always, we like to start off our weird news with a little bit of weed news. This time, talking about my current home state of California, where Governor Jerry Brown vetoes a smoking ban at beaches and parks. Really? And now, you currently, people could smoke on beaches and parks. Uh, I don't think they were. There's. It, they've been going back and forth in in the state house trying to figure out a bill, because a lot of it's targeting uh, cigarette smokers and trying to get rid of litter on the beaches and stuff like that where you find a lot of cigarette butts that harm the wildlife but yeah uh jerry brown is saying you know people should be able to smoke on a deserted beach because if they can't do it there then where can they so he vetoed a bill (laughs) that would have banned smoking and vaping on 300 miles of state beaches and in 280 state parks oh damn wow that's a significant difference and he's, this is the second time, I think, that he, uh, he's vetoed something along these lines. And Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger also vetoed something similar in 2010. So this has been an ongoing fight where people want to, you know... they're Like I said, they're trying to target more cigarette smokers than they are, like, weed smokers. But okay, the fines that come along with this it, bill, if it passed, would have been like, you know, a $100 fine that could have climbed up to an $485 fine after court assessments f- were factored in. So, the wow. governor was okay. against that and thinks, you know, people should be able to smoke on, in, like, on a deserted beach. If you can't do it there, where else are you going to be able to do it? Even though public, yeah, sm- public smoking is still not legal. Yeah, true. It's yeah. <laughs> so, kind of a weird line. Yeah, it, it, it really is, and it's interesting to see someone make that distinction. And I think a lot of it's based off of the fact that he doesn't want to see people getting fined and, like, getting in trouble just for, you know, lighting up in a place where it's not really harming anyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Jesus, it's not like they're going to get secondhand high even outside anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I mean the and then the other people are coming from the side of oh well you know we won't have to be putting so much money into cleaning up cigarette butts on beaches and stuff like that if we sure, pass this yeah. legislation but see well they should just really enforce like uh, some kind of like a pollution act or some shit like a, a law like for littering right a disgusting like pollution like thing like that like it's not just littering it's like that's a chemical grossness you shouldn't just throw on a fucking beach. Because a lot of these are marine sanctuaries, too, off these, yeah. like, California beaches. Yeah, and God knows it, things that eat it, and let alone what comes out of it into the water and affects, like, everything around Oh, it. yeah. Absolutely. It's gross. Oh. So, I mean, and there are litter laws in effect, and even with, like, camping in a lot of state parks and stuff, you're supposed to, you know, pack out whatever you pack in. But a lot of people yeah. 
kind of mistreated or don't follow the rules and they'll bury a cigarette butt in the sand and think that's good enough. Shame on you. Shame <laughs> you're, on you. You're given a bad name, just fucking clip it and put it in your pocket. That's what I always do. Yeah. Yeah. And when right? you see garbage yeah, exactly. can, chuck that sucker. Yeah, yeah, like, or just like, yeah, at least fucking hold it until you, you find somewhere you can put it. It's gonna get taken to the trash. <laughs> People don't need to get $400 fines, and you also don't need to litter. Let's, uh, let's all just be respectful of this shit. Ah. No one needs to get arrested here, alright. Ah, well, speaking of people getting arrested, we're going to do an update on a story we covered way back when. A man had been arrested in Orlando, Florida for possession of, well, kind of possession of methamphetamine. <laughs> he had crumbs in the floorboards of his car, so it would have been possession. Turns out it was actually the glaze from a Krispy Kreme donut. Which he argued with the cop originally, telling them that that's what it was. Yeah, he did, and they're just like, yeah, right, dirtbag, this is fucking... They were... The police were in an area where there was, like, a lot of drug trafficking, you know? So they probably just figured he was a normal offender, picking up some drugs. So they, they just automatically threw him in, you know, thinking he's lying. Because they get lied to every day, you know? Let's face it, cops get lied to by so many people. But see, I remember this story, day. and they tested the frosting or whatever it was or they tried to do a roadside test and it came up positive so it wasn't like they yeah that's the weird thing right it did come up positive and uh, apparently the officer that performed the test has been reprimanded but as we argued in the episode where we talked about this it's like who's really to, who, to come to fault for this is it the, yeah. the officer or the people that are teaching him right because if if the roadside test is coming up faulty but it gave you a, a false positive like I, what are you supposed to do that's kind of like that's like if someone comes in and shows you a really good fake ID and you sell them beer. It's like, how would you have known if it's scanned and, you yeah. know, you did everything you were supposed to? Exactly. You did your procedure. You did what you were told. You know, so it's kind of, I feel sympathetic for the officer in this scenario. And the and the guy who got arrested for meth when he never probably even touched That's yes, what I was going to say. I feel a lot worse for the guy that got arrested and was almost convicted of this kind of drug possession charge, which is pretty sim, it's pretty serious. You don't want that on your fucking record. No, not at all. And like it, the time you well, spend in jail could end up being like getting you in trouble at work. Yeah, and you know, like I looked all over and I could not find anything about like him getting like a long jail time out of it or anything. I think he got bailed out pretty. It's probably a day or two. I'm thinking. Yeah, and was just. You know, battling this in court until the the lab results came back. Well, finally, after you know going to court and all that, they're they've settled and now they're paying him thirty seven thousand and five hundred dollars. Wow, I you know I feel that's you know that's that's a decent amount of money, but it's also like Jesus Christ, you know, like some people are still gonna think he's like a drug user. Yeah, well, you know, I don't, I don't know. We we know what the sto the real story, and our listeners know the real story. Well, yeah, I feel like a story like the the rumor passes a lot longer, a lot longer and easier than the retractment of a false rumor. You know. I wonder I how know. they came to the that number specifically. True. Yeah. Right. They were probably like arguing the lawyer legal the fees DA. or what it is. It's got to all be incorporated. The 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 stop for late night donuts got this guy into a world of fucking not hurt really, just uh, craziness. Yeah, man. What a fucking pain in the ass. All the days going to 
fucking court wondering if you're gonna get fucking in serious shit. Right? <laughs> over over something you know you didn't do in the first place. I swear I'm innocent. I swear it. It was just Glaze. I keep <laughs> telling you. No one believes me. Don't uh, tell my wife. Yeah, at least it's working out for this guy. That guy, he's, he's kind of getting his shit settled along those lines. Some people were acting crazy, though. The, like we had mentioned in our last episode, those Rick and Morty Szechuan sauce people. Oh, my God, yeah. At, yeah. at McDonald's, if, if you didn't catch our last episode, McDonald's was giving out Rick and Morty-inspired uh, Szechuan sauce for a promotion because it was referenced in the show. And they totally underestimated how much people would want this. People freaked the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, everybody wants that, like, memorabilia bullshit that's right. limited. <laughs> and with it being so limited, we're seeing it being sold for pretty high prices on list, on eBay, Amazon, all that. We found an article where someone made out, I would say almost even better than just straight up getting cash for some Szechuan sauce. They got a car. Dude, that's ridiculous. I just, I can't believe somebody was like, I want that sauce so bad that I'm willing to give you this car. Yeah, and it's a, it's a pretty cool car, too. It's a Volks, 2004 Volkswagen GTI. Jesus Christ, that's, that's a pretty decent car for a packet of sauce. Yeah, right? So, uh, <laughs> Ma Rachel Marie had a uh, packet of the Szechuan sauce, and she put it up online hoping to get, you know, some money for it or something. But someone immediate, pretty much immediately was like, oh, no, she no, she didn't want money. She wanted collectible pins. So even better, someone offered her the 2004 Volkswagen GTI. That's insane. And she snatched that shit up. I would. Fuck yeah. That's I, Who would have imagined? A that, crazy you know, trade. Whatever you waited for in line for that sauce, you know, like you were probably like, oh, this is a cool, like, you know, thing that'll be worth a little bit of money or something down the road. Like, nobody would imagine you're going to get a fucking trade for a car. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's a big haul for... It's it's even better than that... What was that thing? It's like someone trades a pen and ends up getting a house or something like that. Do enough yeah, trade. Yeah. She just went one packet of sauce, bam, give me a car. She just made like a, a, a three or four thousand percent increase on her investment of buying whatever she had to buy to get the sauce. <laughs> And meanwhile, <laughs> McDonald's has said it's bringing the sauce back sometime soon. Oh my god. So this person well, just traded the car for a sauce that if they patiently waited, they could have gotten probably for free. See. <laughs> I have see, to buy oh, a five man. piece or something first, but I'm just gonna pull a new age mafia hijacking of a McDonald's truck and have the sauce. Just get tubs of, of it. it. Yeah, and just hold it out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Every 10 years, release some on eBay. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how long it's going to take for them to actually put it back out. Because, like, clearly now they know that people want it really badly. I think I mean, that's one thing about Americans. We love sauce. Any sort of dipping sauce. <laughs> if you give yeah, us a plate of chicken with, like, 20 sauces, you're going to get five stars on Yelp every time. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. You got ranch. Sauce you got is buffalo. Everything. You got honey mustard, you got barbecue, you got sweet barbecue, you got spicy barbecue. Oh my god, chipotle mayo. Blue cheese with the buffalo. Oh, blue Ooh. cheese. Dude, See, it just, the list goes just the on. combinations you could do. And, and Ranch and buffalo passes. Just a little bop bop. One of the you other. You go crazy. Little... You could do honey mustard with buffalo and get like a sweet and tangy 
You can go you catch a barbecue and do like an Arby's style Ooh. thing. I do like that. That's that is pretty. Which we'll get to spicy. later. We're gonna touch on Arby's. <laughs> We're gonna get there. We're gonna stick to the meats though, because uh, we got some live meats acting up. <laughs> In West Bridgewater, Massachusetts, wild turkeys are becoming more of a nuisance to the whole area. <laughs> oh, and there's a serious issue because <laughs> the law does not allow the police or any of animal control to remove them. The turkeys are just, you know, inhabiting these different neighborhoods threatening residents they're they're very aggressive and basically acting like they they're protecting like a young you know they're in that like hostile rage right they just turkeys treat, aren't like, everything. friendly i've never known no. them to be a friendly bird no and they're basically just treating everybody like they're an aggressive threat so they're just immediately co like being confrontational they're ramping up for thanksgiving there's this video of them chasing a police cruiser down the road like they think they're winning the battle. Like, get out of here. Get out of here. Well, they kind of are. It. Sounds like if the yeah. police have to back up, <laughs> they've oh, clearly God. maintained authority. Who the fuck put it on their uniform and wants to fucking get out, get out and battle turkeys for the salary the cops get? Fuck Don't that. they have that, that crazy back claw like a raptor? Yeah, dude. They could probably do some serious damage to you. If they you want. jump up and they... kick at you? Kind of like a rooster? Oh. Oh man, kangaroo kicking turkeys. <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, my theory is they they're aware Thanksgiving's coming, and they're like, if we don't attack now, we'll all be vulnerable. <laughs> they're gonna pick Dude, us off one by one. Employees at an orthodontist office thought they were being robbed because a turkey broke through the window and landed it in the waiting room. It's like, bah! just bust in there. <laughs> it's oh got to be God. some crazy CCTV. Oh my god, uh, yeah, right? Security Fucking, tape yeah. on that one. Uh, <laughs> Hope it made geez. YouTube. Turkeys are quite frightful. I'm, I'm gotta say, I would be nervous if I had like a few turkeys in front of me eyeing me up. Yeah, one, I, I feel like I could like, I kick it if I need to. Fair, fair deal. I will fucking grab your neck and twist and try to snap it. Like I, I'm gonna fuck Just you done. up somehow. But if I'm you gonna... do that, and then there's four other turkeys that are like, get him! Yeah, you try to take one, even if you get a hold of them, the three are going to jump your ass and just claw you to death while you're trying to choke the other one. Fucking turkeys. That's one way to get your food, breaking the <laughs> breaking a live turkey's neck. <laughs> Another yeah. way to get your That's food, the you, know, you, just, you just order a pizza. Oh, yeah, you got to take the easy way out. I mean. let, me, let me get a turkey pizza, please. Ooh, turkey on a pizza. I've never heard of that. That would be I don't know. Uh, maybe some roasted uh, turkey. Oh, hold on. Thanksgiving pizza. You heard it here. Oh, copyrighted! I'm copywriting it. A cranberry. little bit of, a little bit of Dude. cranberry sauce over the top. A little stuffing, a little turkey. Oh my god! I want to see a pizza place pull that off. I do, I do. Actually, challenge, challenge, not copyrighted. Challenge out there. <laughs> Show us your turkey pizza. Hit us up on Twitter. Hashtag turkey pizza. Even Hashtag if you make it down the road pie. at Thanksgiving, you have your Thanksgiving leftovers down the road months later from now. Just throw them hey, on a cold pizza. Craft it up. Yeah, put a picture up. <laughs> so uh, if you've ever watched the show Breaking Bad, there is a scene where Walter White gets pretty frustrated because he's been kicked out of the house and not allowed back in. And he throws a pizza up onto the roof of, uh, <laughs> of the house. <laughs> oh, it's such a good scene. This house in real life exists and someone owns it. And you may have heard that people have recreated... This pizza scene 
by, you know, going past the people's house and, like, throwing the pizza up on there. And the owners have been just getting pizzas thrown on their roof for so long, they are fed up. And they've now put in a wrought iron, like, fence to deter people from coming by and chucking pies on their roof. Well, what I see is they're just issuing a challenge themselves to where they're seeing who has the skill to get a pizza that far now. (laughs) So what I'm thinking is people are going to show up with pizza catapults. Pizza. And they're just going to be pizza Pizza launchers, maybe like a disc, like frisbee-like throwing device that just launches a pizza. Okay, gets it going on that spin frisbee sort of situation. Yeah, man, just like starts launching them. And I'm saying we do this in mass. We cover that roof. <laughs> Let's make this house edible. Well, actually, I mean, the creator of Breaking Bad, Vince <laughs> Gilligan, has scolded fans uh, yeah. for their behavior and says, you know, you got to leave these people alone. There's nothing original, funny, or cool about throwing pizza on this lady's roof. It's been done. You're not the first. Well, but you're proposing the entire roof be covered in pizza, and I think that would be a first. That would be hilarious. We're not encouraging it. We're not. But, we're not. But it'd I'm be interesting if it happened. Funny. So yeah, leave this lady's roof alone. They also people have been stealing rocks from them. Oh man, souvenirs. they just want something, a piece of. The set of Breaking Bad. You gotta leave these people uh, alone. These poor, poor people. Can you imagine? They said they're Dude, afraid to leave their home because every time they do something ridiculous happens. Oh man, and those fences are so expensive. They probably fucking had to spend a fortune. They're not. They're not pleasant on the eye. No. God. There's a lot of fucking nuisances of being like a homeowner, like and things you have to do when you're dealing with these random situations, right? That are like almost out of your control. Anything could happen. Yeah, you can react, you know, like the the easy way, like they did, or you can react the way the man in our next story did. A northwestern Minnesota man had been complaining <laughs> to the FAA uh, about planes flying over his property. And he said he might have to use lethal force after many arguments because he was so pissed if he felt threatened by them. (laughs) Now, they just, you know, brushed him off as crazy. But an incident happened where he apparently shot at a a small plane flying over his home. Jeez. And the pilot heard a noise while he was flying, but he didn't discover the uh, bullet hole until the next day when he called the cops. He actually hit the plane? He hit the plane. And he could have fucking killed this guy, man. Oh, yeah, easily. He, he, Like, Jesus, can you imagine if that, like, hit right near the fuel tank and sparked and boom. Just, you don't even know. Just fucking, you're on flame. You're flaming in explosions, you know? Or just took out a piece Fuck. of the wing or the engine or something. Shot him. Shot One him, yeah, boy. seriously. How low would that plane have to be flying that he was able to hit it? Well, you know, he must live pretty close to an airport, I'm imagining. Like, in a scenario like I do. Like, because I live rid- literally, like, right in the path of where they come down. I'm imagining that kind of scenario with him, where he was just, like, a crazy man that lived in the path of, like, a common <laughs> airport or something. It's Fucking, like, sir, but- <laughs> we told you, like, you're going to need to move. It's like, you live at the end of the runway. <laughs> we we can't move the airport for you, sir. <laughs> They arrested 51-year-old Chad Olson for attempted murder and assault. Wow. Yep. Yeah. He actually, he made 50, he made bond for $15,000 and was released from jail, though. Back out there shooting at Cessnas. Let's hope they confiscated, you know, they don't mention it, but let's hope they confiscated his firearms. <laughs> when you start shooting at things like that, like, 
That's no different than just shooting at fucking tractor trailers if you live near like a highway. You know? <laughs> right? Like, These fucking tractor trailers, they just keep going by, making this bah, noise, I can't bah. sleep. Bah, bah, bah. You shoot out their tires, they fucking flip. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's that's the same uh, thing. That's not a guy who should have a gun. No, fuck no. So he wasn't living, like, in the middle of the woods or anything. He was actually, like, he was in the shit with this airport. Yeah, yeah, no, he lives near the airport, actually, in the city of, like, a fertile. That's pretty funny, fertile city. <laughs> he lives under a runway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, and what do you think the odds are that that runway was there before he was? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I moved next like to this airport, and I can't up. believe all these planes that are going by. It could make the planes could drive you crazy. It could make you ru- want to run off and live in the middle of the woods. That might be one solution to that guy's problem. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it could drive you nuts. I guess if it's you're focusing on it. You know, that was just the solution the man in our next story decided to uh, go with for his issues. This man hid in the woods for ten years to escape a bad relationship. Oh God, it's not that bad, man. You can <laughs> Mis- you can break up, Mr. Applegate, who is sixty-two. Went to extreme measures to get out of what he described as a controlling relationship. Oh, man. He he was that fearful. Jesus Christ, that's scary. Well, he, he left his wife uh, for the woods one day without telling anyone and lived there for five years, staying hidden for a total of ten years. He says, quote, wow. I camped in a, in a thick woodland near Kingston and made that home for five years while maintaining the gardens at a local community center for the elderly okay wow man that's crazy his wife was basically getting on him because she didn't want him working so much and she would get upset at the time (laughs) that he spent outside the house oh she wanted to control like have him around at all times well it's just like how like you need to pay your bills one way or another yeah it seems that he enjoyed like gardening so like what the fuck like let the man garden he enjoyed he gardening to the point where he wanted to just, you know, run off and live in the woods. And he he, he eventually got help from a, like, GoFundMe-style, like, uh, charity that helps homeless people get homes. And only then okay. did he, like, contact his sister, who thought he was dead this whole time. <laughs> no one knew where to find this guy. That's sad, man. Can you imagine, like, a family member just going off the grid like that? It's like the crazy wife's probably calling all the family members, like, Have you seen him? Have you right. seen him? She, uh, she hasn't been reached for comment, the wife. But, yeah, he's he's resurfaced now because of this uh, charity that's helping him out. That's good. That's good, man. If you're trying to stay that, off the, or on the, what is it, off the lamb, on the lamb? If you're trying to stay uh, on, undercover, don't take charity. Yeah. On the lamb is, like, running, I believe. You're, like, running. If you're on the lamb, don't take charity, because they're going to blow your cover. (laughs) That's what I learned from that story. Yeah, this guy needs to go to protection now, because now that wife's going to pop up out of nowhere as soon as he accumulates a little bit of money and be like, that's mine. (laughs) Right? Well, it's not even the money. She just wanted to spend time with him, and he was like, fuck that. I'm going to live in the woods. Our next news story is about a family that has a very, very unique gene. Now, the De Silva family of Brazil... They have six fingers and six toes. And it's not just like one or, you know, two or three people. It's a 14-member family. And it's not just like a deformed, like, digit that's just useless. It's literally, these, their hands are fucking perfectly useful. And they just have an extra digit. 
that's like between your normal like uh, pointer and thumb. They look like they could palm two basketballs with one hand. Dude, well <laughs> they're using these these uh, what would you even call these? These birth advantages, I guess. It's polydactyl. <laughs> it's not a def- I think is what they what it's scientifically called. It's the same thing my cat has. She has a thumb. Oh, really? So animals can have it, too? That's crazy. Yep. That's wild. So it's just like kind of, uh, I mean, it's a formation. It's an extra finger. It's like if you threw another pointer finger in between the thumb and pointer finger on the webbing of your hand. Yeah, it's so wild. Uh, Some of those children are, you know, one of them is uh, big into piano, which you can imagine why having an extra digit on piano would make you an amazing pianist. Huh. (laughs) You'd another one is uh, a goalie. Play more notes. Yeah, another one is a goalie. He's using his uh, hands to help deflect the ball. Oh yeah, which perfectly <laughs> makes sense. Good ball control, man. Very true. You could you could probably huck that shit, getting a good grip on it with six fingers. Man, polydactyl only occurs one in one thousand apparently, and this whole family is just passing the the gene down, the trait in the genes rather. That's that's amazing. <sighs> Wow. Yeah, man. It's so unique watching them move them, too, like in the videos. We'll be sure it's to very, post that one on our Facebook page because the, uh, the pictures are – we can't do them justice without, without no. showing them to you guys. Yeah, that was the thing. When we first found this, I thought, you know, this could be fake because the photos look almost Photoshopped. But when you watch the videos of them moving around and shit and the story, it's crazy. It, it's like a Ripley's Believe It or Not. Like you said, it looked Photoshopped. Well, another thing that's unbelievable is the new sandwich at Arby's. Well, was a new sandwich, right? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, hopefully you had a chance to get it, because uh, this past Saturday, Arby's was serving up venison, some deer steak sandwiches. Yeah, man, which is so crazy, but it's not the first time they've done it, apparently, right? No, they uh, had a chance to test this last year. They sold it in a couple of stores for like about a month. They, and it did really well. So now, for since it's like almost the start of deer season, deer hunting season in a lot of states, they had venison burgers in all 3,300 restaurants across the country. Uh, we actually called, just before the show, some Arby's locations in both California and New York. And they said it sold out super quick. Yeah, within one hour, two hour time period. So Granted, like they had sandwiches. a limited, they had a limited order of a hundred per store from what we can put together yep. from our our research here. We're <laughs> digging deep on these Arby's stories. So uh, the sandwich featured a thick slab of venison with crispy onions and a juniper berry cabernet sauce on a toasted roll. It looks pretty good. I was gonna say even if you don't enjoy venison or have never tried it or are afraid to try it. That sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah, it's t- it looks tasty. It sounds tasty. I'm, I mean, I'm always down. I like Arby's. I know some people ha- seem to have vendetta against it or something, but I, I dig Arby's a lot. I just have something weird against a fast food joint serving venison. It's kind of weird. Well, but, they, they were also serving elk in three states. If you manage to wild. live in, I think it was like Colorado, Montana, and somewhere else. See, that's the meat I want to try next, honestly. I want to try an elk steak so bad. Some elk would be pretty decent to try. I've never had it myself, but I'm definitely interested. I've heard it's the best. Oh, there we go. Wyoming. Colorado, Wyoming, and Montana will have the elk sandwiches. That's awesome. So if yeah, you live in any of those states, let us know if you tried the elk sandwich. 
Because that one had oh, yeah. a blackberry port sauce. What the fuck? What? Oh, man. These sauces are what's making me fucking <laughs> want these. Like, a damn. Of, a little bit of berry sauce. You know it's going to be a sweet, tangy fucking deliciousness. <laughs> well, we're going from berry sauce to scary sauce with our oh, scary yeah. clip of the week. And this week, we got two videos that are basically related. I found these ones, and it reminded me of exploring abandoned areas which we used to Hell do yeah. a lot yeah they're fun it's fun a, it's always <laughs> fun to be in a bit of an urban adventurer but what isn't fun is when shit starts moving on its own when yeah. you're walking uh, you out of these that. adventures and in a mine no less <laughs> yeah this guy's at uh the horton mine which i'm not sure exactly where the horton mine is though but it looks like it's out in like uh new mexico or arizona or something yeah and during these clips where he's sort of just taking video and explaining where he is, he's looking down a long hallway, and there's chains hanging from the ceiling, which start to move. You know, you might think, okay, there's drafts that could possibly be going through these, like, old tunnels and making these chains move. But I don't know about you, Matt, but to me it looks like they are moving a little bit too swiftly. Yeah, they are a little weird. The first video know. is more compelling than the second, I, I feel. The second one is what makes me wonder if this is like a, a hoax or not, or if it, it could be authentic, because it's creepy as fuck if you go into this with like just an open mind. Because he's exploring the mine again, and there's just this horrible sound. Like that screeching. And, it's, and oh, it's it looks terrifying. like he's there alone, which I is just like a recipe for terrifying thoughts. Rushing yeah, your, your mind. Oh, yeah, your mind is the worst nightmare in that scenario. <laughs> so we'll be sure to post this up on our Facebook on Wednesday. We normally do funny clip of the week. For October, we're doing scary clip of the week. So be sure to oh, check yeah. out the American Psycho Facebook page for all that content. Next up, we're talking about the best haunted places in the USA. We got a good list here that brought out uh, the rate, highest rated place for each state. Yeah. It was very informative. Yeah, there was a lot of cool places on it. And uh, we chose to pick places that uh, we have listeners in. So that hopefully everybody out there, you know, not everybody, I guess, but some of you out there get a little close haunting. Yeah, maybe check check out some of these places yourself. I actually got a place to ch or a chance to check out the place in California, the Winchester Mystery House. I believe we talked about it a couple episodes back. It's a labyrinthian-style mansion up here in San Jose, and it was built by Sarah Winchester, who believed that uh, she was haunted by ghosts of those who were killed by the Winchester weapons, of which her family fortune was made. And she built stairwells that led to nothing and doors that opened to 40-foot drops to confuse vengeful spirits that came knocking. And I took a tour of it, and it was, it was kind of spooky. I want to go back and check it out again during the daytime to get a better sense of the house. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a crazy story, and it's a creepy-looking house, too, man. The pictures yeah, it's, I've seen it's, weird. it's funny, because I was saying I wanted to, like, take a section of it, and just, I was like, just this part would be a nice house, you know, because there's so much built on top of it. It's like, let me just yeah. take this little part. Our next place is in New York, and it's located in Oneida, Farnham Mansion, and it's a beautiful 19th century mansion. It's got a lot of paranormal activity that happens there. And the paranormal activity is so intense that its owners contacted paranormal researchers known as the Shadow Chasers. 
Apparently inside the house they heard disembodied voices and unexplained footsteps, and even encountered a shadowy figure. So they got the fucking Hardy boys to come and investigate? Yeah, apparently. You know, a ton of deaths have actually happened in the mansion. I looked up, you know, spanning back from 1880 to, you know, 1980. Some being undisclosed, which is kind of creepy, but most of them were like... One was consumption, one was heart attack, one was colon cancer. Huh. <laughs> Nothing too crazy, no murders, from what I could tell. No ghosts pushing people but downstairs. That doesn't cut down on all the paranormal activity that's happening. Well, our next haunted place is in Asheville, North Carolina, and it is the Biltmore Estate. It's a gigantic 250-room estate, and it's one of the most famous and frequently visited homes in the United States. Visitors have reported hearing the sounds of George Vanderbilt and his wife talking quietly in the library, despite the fact that George died of appendicitis in 1914. Others have caught sight of a headless cat roaming the property, and echoes of conversation in the empty indoor swimming pool. That's crazy. So that's creepy. Ooh. I know we got some listeners Ooh. down in North Carolina. I wonder if they're close enough to Asheville to check out the Biltmore State. It sounds like they do tours and shit. Well, our next place is in Massachusetts. Fall River, the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast. And this one has a crazy backstory. Lizzie Borden was acquitted of murdering her parents, well, her dad and her stepmother, in 1892. But not just like a regular murder, an axe murder. So it's even more crazy. Wait, she was acquitted? <laughs> she was acquitted. And actually, her sister and her didn't, they didn't live at the house after, but they inherited the money because it was they were well off oh, uh the house wow. the estate alone was worth like 300 grand at the time which equivalents to eight million right now oh wow so Damn. so they took the money and they bought a house uh close to but a, a little bit away from this house and uh she lived like a, a crazy life on her own the sister detached herself it was wild it's a, a very interesting story i would uh suggest looking into the lizzie borden murders but now it's a bed and breakfast still, and uh, you can go there and stay in the same room that her parents took their last breath. Wow. That's yeah. creepy. That's real creepy. That's some so. next level shit. Like, stay in, if, the, in that room of the house. Yeah. If you're into the dark and close to Massachusetts looking to do a weekend getaway with your loved one, what better place to get romantic than Lizzie Borden? <laughs> some people might find it romantic, I guess. Well, our next uh, stops over in Detroit, Michigan, where we have the Masonic Temple. It's now a concert venue, but Detroit's Masonic Temple is supposedly honeycombed with hidden passageways. It also is the home to a ghost of its builder, George D. Mason, who went bankrupt from construction costs and leapt off the temple's roof after his wife left him. Damn. So you got the builder of the actual building haunting the building. Damn. That's creepy sad sad ghost our next place is in texas located in jefferson we have the grove it's a greek revival that was built around 1861 and it's home to several ghosts according to multiple people most notably the lady in white and she was first spotted by the owner of the house in the 1990s a staff member later later reported the, the sensation of being watched and uh sure enough when she turned to look she saw a woman dressed in white heading down the hallway. Run. 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 That's never a good setup. Hell no. Fucking Texas. I'm sure there's a lot of ghosts in Texas. It just seems like a haunted state to me. I could see that. 
Well, next we're headed to Midlothian, Illinois, to Bachelor Grove Cemetery, home to one of the most famous ghosts ever captured on camera. The Bachelor's Grove Cemetery is a hotbed of paranormal activity, thanks to its storied past. Apparently, gangsters once used the cemetery as a dumping ground for bodies. As Bachelor's Ooh. Grove slipped into neglect, Satanists were rumored to conduct rituals of animal sacrifice on its grounds. Damn. Jesus. There are all kinds of bad things happening on that property. Yeah, it's a cemetery. I it's not free good in too it. much at night, so, you know. Yeah, Shit gets sense, creepy. Right? Well, our last place is located in Virginia. Fairy Plantation House is located in Virginia Beach. It's dated back to 1642. It's home to about 11 ghosts. Among the resident spirits is a former slave named Sally, a lady in white who perished by falling down the stairs, and the victims of an 1810 shipwreck. See what I said about those stairs? Oh, the stairs. Shit's deadly. Stairs will get you. Apparently, also, the ghost of artist Thomas Williamson also haunts the property. He has been seen atop of the stairs painting. The damn stairs, man. I mean, that's a painted ghost, though. I'll take that over, like, one that's going to chase you down a hallway or something. I mean, yeah, I might be more curious than haunted. I might be like... Look what you're painting there. What what, what are you you painting, man? Be like, how does that work? Is it also, like, is the canvas and the brush and everything also a ghost? Yeah, right? You just have some real shit. You going to clean this up? You left a canvas and paint everywhere, asshole. You're not supposed to paint on the rugs. Like Man, you've been, you've been dripping paint on all of the, our rugs. <laughs> Who would have known that ghost was real? They can learn to fucking touch real shit. Damn it, Swayze. <laughs> so those are some uh, haunted places across the U.S. Got most of that from the HuffPost article, 50 most places in all 50 states. So we'll be sure to post that up on the Facebook page for everyone to check out any, any of the states that we haven't mentioned from that list now i think we should uh spin the wheel the wheel of death oh yeah it's that time where we find the weirdest deaths that have happened in history and uh we take a chance to see which one we land on and we're going to talk about yeah we have three interesting deaths here that have happened throughout the years matt's going to be giving a spin to our uh our wheel and whatever it lands on is what we're going to let you know we we got three events here that uh, we don't want to give too much away on, but we'll, we'll see what it ends up landing on for you. And we're spinning. We have choice number two. What's behind the door, Jesse? Choice number two. This is a death that happened in 1771. First, let's tell you about the man himself. Adolf Frederick, King of Sweden. And his reign was from March 1751 Till the day of his death in, on February 12th, 1771. Damn, 20 years just rolling, balling. <laughs> yep, being the king, doing what he does, you know, and kinging it up. Kinging and it he up. was kinging it up to, to a sort of deathly demise. He died of digestion problems on February 12th, 1771, after having consumed a meal of lobsters, caviar, sauerkraut, smoked herring, champagne and topped it off with 14 servings of his favorite dessert semla served in a bowl of hot milk called hetvog 
He is thus remembered by Swedish school children as the king who ate himself to death. Semla. Semla, which we have a link to it. And I was looking at it. It's basically a piece of bread with what looks like butter jammed in the top of it. Oh, I'm looking at that right now. It doesn't look bad. And then you can put it in, like, some warm milk. Fast Legs Bowl is also known as. Get Man. real Swedish with it. This is really wild looking. Yeah, it's got some crazy buttery cream filling. It kind of looks like a cream puff, like a bread cream puff kind of thing. Oh, Jesus. How many servings? servings? Of that? Of, of that. On top of This is like a dinner roll fish, at minimum, lobster, people. Caviar, sauerkraut. 14 dinner rolls. After all that mess of seafood and sauerkraut. Disgusting. Oh, it's rough, man. Oh, I can see why that a, would fucking back you up. That's a lot of bread. I'm surprised he didn't throw the fuck up, but I guess maybe the bread held it down. Adolf Frederick, you fat fuck. You ate yourself to death. We'll never forget you for it. Instantly eat yourself to death. Not even like... <laughs> well, it probably over took a, him a little while. That's a lot like, of food well, to get through. That could be the shortest shortest time somebody ate themselves to death. You guys fucking just swallowing, smoked herring, not even chewing. <laughs> Sick son of a bitch, Adolf. So that's, uh, that's the wheel of death for you. Got a king... Who just enjoyed the pleasure of eating to yep. a bitter end. With wealth back then came food, and he just couldn't handle that wealth. That's It sounds like a, a grim fairy tale or something. Like there's some yeah, sort right. of lesson to be learned out of that. Yeah, something to do with greed. <laughs> it's uh, or, or eat your dessert first. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> now is that, maybe. Is that, am I taking the wrong message away? I, th I don't know. I think you, you might. You might. And on that note, I think we're at the end of this show, so you can get to your dessert pretty soon. Now, let me start by saying check out our Facebook page and also our American Slackers group where we talk about all kinds of shit. It's pretty funny, pretty entertaining in general. Also, stop by the Instagram and uh, check out the main website, AmericanSlackerPodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Reddit at Podcast. We're also on YouTube, and please rate and review the show on iTunes and tell a friend who would enjoy us. Check us out. Send us an email, americanslackerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check us out on Spotify, where we have a playlist with every artist that we've had on the show. Search American Slacker Podcast, and you'll be jamming in no time. And please think about becoming a Patreon sponsor of the show. It gives you access to rewards. We have some special content up there only for Patreon listeners. You get an awesome shout-out like the people at the beginning of our show, and it really helps us out in terms of growing what we're building here. And also, don't forget to check out our personal Instagrams and Snapchat and Gamertags. You can find me at MWG Media and Instagram on Snapchat, and my Gamertag is G from HP. And you can find me on all those at Landers the Plane. Alrighty, thank you for tuning in, everybody. We love you all. And uh, until next time, that's it. There you go.